Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Cosmic Fire Podcast. Wow. Episode, you sound excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> episode 48. First Woo. podcast of 2023. Yeah. It's a whole new year. It is. Whole new ballgame. I feel like I'm still in 2022 in a lot of we- in a lot of ways. You actually are. <laughs> That's probably why. People think we just show up and do this live. Like we got it all. We know everything, you know. We got it like all this encyclopedic astrological, is that what we do? Astronomical. Yeah, astronomical, monomical <laughs> knowledge in our heads and it's just, you know, um I got the I'm going to get an mRNA. <laughs> mRNA. <laughs> Y'all got that mRNA? Y'all got any of them mRNA skull plates? I'm going to get a skull plate in the front of my head because I got a, um, what do you call those things, the power wand? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an organite device I made. And that way it'll just magnetize to my head and I'll look like a unicorn. And anytime the deep state be firing off them shits at me, you know, I'll just be like, I got the mRNA bots up in there just tracking all y'all. That's what's happening. That's what's happening down here in Georgia. Man. Or Alabama. Where are we? Uh, Yeah, somewhere in the southeast. Somewhere in the southeast. (laughs) We're all like super secretive about where we live. (laughs) But you know what we're not secretive about is where we shop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, One of our listeners let us know that, uh, well, had a question about us shopping at Walmart or mentioning Walmart a lot. We're not doing the advice column because it's... (laughs) The forecast edition of the podcast, you know, the first of the month. But if we were, we'd, we'd have prob- a reader question. <laughs> <laughs> reader, listener, same div. Yeah. Um, From intrigued in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The question um, is, do you guys actually have a bet on whether you can mention Walmart <laughs> in every podcast? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> intrigued in Idaho. I love that. Yeah. Well, good to know. Um, you know, what are we mentioning? What are we not mentioning that you'd like us to mention? Please <laughs> let us know. Drop us a line. This 2023 forecast brought to you by Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been to a Sam's Club. I haven't I've yet. been to a Costco once. I mean, I haven't. It took me like 40 plus years of my life to even make it to a Walmart. Wow. I think the one that I, the first one that we went to, no, 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 that's not true. I think I went to one before that. But yeah, I was definitely in my 40s before I went to a Walmart. You're probably a Myers shopper, right? Growing up in Michigan? Uh, Do they have Myers in the UP? No, where I grew up, we had one grocery store and it was called Red Owl. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that before or since, but yeah. We used to shop. I didn't see it before because I wasn't <laughs> born yet, I guess. <laughs> we used to shop at AWOD's. AWOD's? AWOD's party store. <laughs> yeah. I think my brother got left at an AWOD's once. What? Yeah, he was going somewhere with my stepdad when he was like 13. <laughs> and my stepdad, he was actually younger than that. He was pretty young. Wow. My stepdad just, just like stopped in to get gas or something and just left Dave in the AWODs. <laughs> and my mom got a call from some AWODs employee like, Mrs. Brainerd, you know, this is before cell phones, right? So the phone rings, she answers it, we have your son. 
Wow. She was kind of freaking out. I bet. Yeah. But I, I think Jeez. my bro was pretty happy. He they were giving him candy and stuff, you know, and he was just like, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not riding with my stepdad. <laughs> I'm in the AWADs. That's wild. Yeah. I guess having kids will do that to you though, am I right? Just kinda like Lose a few brain cells along the way. Yeah, yeah. And you keep threatening them that you're going to leave them somewhere <laughs> if they don't behave. And then sooner or later, you know, it just, just happens. Man, I know that's right. We, on our way into town, um, where I lived from age 5 to 15, we would drive by this home for troubled kids. <laughs> and my parents would let me know almost every time that we drove by once I became a certain age and, you know, just started to self-actualize and <laughs> individuate even more uh, from my family. Um, yeah, they they didn't approve of a lot of the choices I was making. It assured me that I would have a, a place there if I didn't get my shit together. Did you know they didn't mean it? No, I I thought for sure that they would do it. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. But you just kept partying anyway? I did, but I got sneakier. Oh, yeah. I got really sneaky. Yeah. About, you know, who I was, what I was doing, what I thought about things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> you're just like hoeing the party, I mean, towing the party line <laughs> I mean, when you're home with the family. Like, honestly, because if they even knew the half of it, they would have had me locked up. Yeah. 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 But, you know, that probably would have served me in some way. Yeah. Which I think is a lot of what this Mercury retrograde is about. Am I right? <laughs> Changing gears. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. We're going, you know, making the best. Making lemonade. Yeah. It's still 2022, so we're still allowed to go to the dark side okay. for two more days. All right. And then once this podcast gets released, it's love and light all the time, baby. All right. 2023, I'm excited about this year. We're getting out of the dead zone. Is that what you're we're saying? We're coming out of the... Well, we're not out yet. I mean, you don't <laughs> want to count your uh, dead zone chickens before they cross the street, but... Dude, my debit card is still in the dead zone. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a problem with the old banker or any there. Man. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of terrorist attacks on our... On our a monetary system and on the power grid right now and we got to be prepared you know you know what i think we should do oh go ahead oh i was just gonna mention all the gold bullion that i've been hoarding <laughs> <laughs> wow see that thing that you used to do with your parents are you saying like you kind of see me as a parental figure and you're gonna like hide the gold well and... i didn't want to let you know i oh, spent man. all the grocery money on gold bullion and ammunition <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Can't, can't complain about that, can we? Um, yeah, I'm excited about 2023, man. Cool. I haven't said that about any year um, <laughs> in a while. Ever. <laughs> Maybe ever. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I had some crazy foolish optimism. I kept telling myself things were going to get better, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we should talk about the old 2023 year at some point. Yeah, we what else are we going to talk about? Oh, well, it is the January forecast, so that would be appropriate to talk yeah. about. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do we have to talk about all of 2023, or no, can no, we just no. do the one month at a time? We can just talk about like Capricorn. Okay. <laughs> and Aquarius. All right. Aquarius! 
Give me get two. up. <laughs> Drive Got that, that funky soul. <laughs> Capricorn. <laughs> Talk about James Brown. Oh, Just man. pull up James Brown's chart and... That's what we really want to do. That's what we really want to do. But if we do that, we'll never get out of here. No, we we could do that for the middle of the month. Yeah, let's do that as a mid-month. Just do a JB special. (laughs) We've been kind of rocking out to some JB lately, man. Man, we needed it. Just had to raise up a little bit, you know? (laughs) Get up off of that thing. We needed to. We needed to dance to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what else are we going to talk about besides what we're going to talk about? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, let me check the time here. We're only about eight and a half minutes into our 12 minute intro. Whoa. So we got time to, so we, we have got to money fuck to around burn. a lot more. Yeah. We're having fun. <laughs> Hit it. Um, Hit it. <laughs> I can't remember the exact, uh, tune. Having fun. I got, got money, money to, to burn. burn. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm there for you, babe. Thanks. Yep. Except when I'm not. It's, I I had the other song in my head, and I was like, wait, that one has a... I mean, it has a slightly different tune, but are they that much different? All I of James Brown's songs are totally uniquely different from each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got a little wager going. I have no idea, but I'm guessing James Brown has a lot of Aries in his chart. And I guess we're going to have to wait until the mid-month podcast to find out. Wow. Yeah. If you know if that's true or not, (laughs) send us an email, smash that like button. (laughs) But he's bossy. Oh, yeah. As you mentioned earlier, he paid the cost to be the boss. (laughs) Yeah, he did, man. He really did. Yeah, he's like really, you know, just encouraging people to... uh, Get up or get down. Yeah. Or get up off of that thing. Yeah. Yet again. Raise up. <laughs> Raise up. Yeah. And telling the band what to do, which is one of my favorite things. What he, you know, instructs various members of the band or like where we need to go in this song. If, if we need to hit it, if we need to take it to a bridge. Yeah. You know, those guys love that on stage. The JVs. Yeah. And the rest of the time, they probably like, they're probably a lot of, uh, you know, passing the hat to like hire a hitman moments in the, uh, James Brown's secret history. But who knows? Maybe not. Man. That yeah. band was fucking awesome, though. It was. They could man. roll with anything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they're like, okay, we're still going. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what was the word you brought up too, where he like apparently dies on stage? You know, he collapses. Oh yeah, he collapses from exertion, and then somebody comes and puts a cape around him, and he kind of starts, you know, hobbling off stage, and they're helping him walk because he's like can barely stand up, and then he just is overcome with like the power of soul and just throws off his cape and runs back out onto the stage and probably does a bunch of. Uh, Half splits and shit. (laughs) Dude, so awesome, man. Yeah. South Carolina in the house. Oh, yeah? Was he from South Carolina? Yeah, he's from, yeah, just across the Georgia, uh, Spartanburg, I want to say, somewhere around there. Oh, man. Not too far away from Chalkers Roadhouse. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah, well, that's where uh, my, (laughs) that's where Mystery Trains, uh, my, my band back in the 90s, that was our second, 
think it was our second show, maybe. It was like our first out of town <laughs> show. And we rolled up and that was the one where the bill the sign outside the bar. It was just in the middle it was a crossroads in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. And the uh sign said, Welcome, misery train <laughs> <laughs> with baby doll. And we, we thought we were the only band, you know? So instead of mystery train, we were billed as misery train. <laughs> And we're like, who's this baby doll band? And it seemed kind of like a redneck biker kind of, you know, establishment. So it just baby doll just, you know. So it was actually these ladies modeling ladies, um, (laughs) kind of like these housewife (laughs) stay-at-home moms modeling um, lingerie and walking around, you know, in between the tables. And it was really brightly lit, if I remember correctly. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, so... (laughs) So like I'd started I'd started to a song and we'd get done and we'd be ready to go into the next one. And this the head baby doll, the chief baby doll lady, would come up and grab like hip check me out of the way, grab the mic and be like, Now ladies, what you just saw was the, you know, chemise uh like satin chemise collection or something. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my god. Man. Man. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And you had no idea. We had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And then we almost didn't get paid because someone in the band drank up, like drank, uh, ran a tab at the bar that was more than what we were supposed to get paid. <laughs> I wonder who that I'm was. I'm not mentioning <laughs> names, but <laughs> luckily I think Matt Brady talked to me. He was like, come on, man. You know, we, we came all the way from Atlanta. Um, he put our, the wrong band name on the billboard. You know, we didn't, you told us we were the only band and we didn't know that we had to like deal with these baby doll chicks. You know, I mean, <laughs> can you blame our singer for being a little stressed out? And he just, you know, he drinks when he's stressed and can you like at least slide us like 50 bucks or something? So, man. Yeah. Brady coming through. <laughs> Brady, man. man. You can deal with authorities. That guy could deal with the authorities, man. Yeah. Yeah. He knew how to talk to like cops and you know, yeah, teachers and bar managers. And he just has that look of like sweet sincerity. Yeah, that you're just like, all right, whatever you want, I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, yeah, he and he really is. He's got like a lot of innocence, man. Yeah. Shout out to Brady. Man, Leo vibes. Note, Leo vibes. That guy, Leo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy's yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like that. He's always you know. telling you what to do. <laughs> right, but his, like, his radiance, like, yeah. you're just it's basking. It's his magnanimous <laughs> desire to just make you as great as he is, or as yeah. he knows you can be. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, he's, yeah, he, Matt Brady had a lot of love, man. Yeah. Still does. Man, shout out to all our Leos out there. Yeah. Man. Where would we be without your radiance? In the dark. It would be a cold, dark world, which I feel like it kind of was last year. Last year was weird, man. 2022 yeah. was a strange one. Yeah, it was a kind of a tough one. Very kind a, of a tough nut to crack. Very apocalyptic in retrospect, in mm-hmm. the sense of unveiling. You know, mm-hmm. but apocalypse, like, so apocalypse just means unveiling, right? Yeah. Um, and it has a dark overtones. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't be like, oh, apocalypse, woohoo, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I think there's that that shock of, you know, and, and we've all had to realize places that we've been totally duped, we've been totally co-opted, 
we've been totally brainwashed without knowing it. You know, we thought we knew it was going on or whatever. And, you know, it's a big shocker. And I think a lot of people are still pretty spun out right now. Yeah. There's a lot of sadness out there. Yeah, and fear. A lot um, of fear. Yeah. I think the most interesting things is like where we've kind of been duping ourselves, you know, where we have been kind of playing hide and seek with the truth of ourselves or the truth of this realm that we're in or, you know, it's like where we haven't, where we kind of covered our eyes and said, no, I don't, I don't want to see that, you know, and just kind of, um, I mean, I think not looking at things, paying attention to things or ignoring things can be really powerful if you want to destroy something, but that's doing it from a place of power versus doing it from a place of, I don't have what it takes to deal with this or process this. So I think there's been a big unveiling for the people that are interested in being awake and and growing and evolving. There's been a big opportunity for us to look at, you know, where we haven't been looking at things before. Yeah, yeah. Should we take a break? We're, um, we're like yeah. 17 minutes in. Yeah, I could tell we're starting to come out of our intro shenanigans and yeah, getting more serious. getting serious. So we'll take a short break and we'll be right back to talk about what we're not looking at or what we should be looking at. Um, what we're seeing. Yeah. For January yeah. Hey, that's a little piece I've been working on called Diamond Mind, kind of about the creative process. It actually came from a piece of um, music that we did for one of your meditations. And yeah. then I was going to try to turn it into like another kind of like um, heartbeats, you know, like meditation piece. But it just got it got ramped up and got crazy, crazy voices coming in and, you know, 
the voices took over, man. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you. Nice. Kind of palate cleanser, you know, lightening up the mood. So I got a question for you. Okay. What are, or what's one thing that you think our listeners maybe haven't totally seen through or opened their eyes to yet, and that could include you and me or or not, that is going to become super obvious in 2023? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is really understanding the greatness of who we are. You know, this is, yeah, and this is something that I've been (laughs) paying lip service to for over a decade, (laughs) at least, but um, it feels so real right now. And I think that's because there's a momentum of um, more and more people's energy kind of waking up to this and understanding like, wow, Kind of like what Matt was saying on quantum of consciousness or conscious. I don't don't know what the name of it is, but some dude was saying something um, about the fact that the parasites have to work so fucking hard all the time, you know, 24-7 to try to uh, manipulate us or oppress us or control us or steal our energy. And the fact that we are their energy source should tell you a lot. And so I've been getting um, lots of messages like that recently. And I feel like I haven't seen a lot of that kind of swirling around for quite some time. So that feels like something that is another layer of unveiling. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is? Climate change. <laughs> I really do. I, I think, you know, but that's very connected to what you just said in my mind. Mm. Because, the you know, the climate change thing is such an incredibly complete hoax. I mean, there is climate destruction happening, mm-hmm. but it's being done by the same people that are trying to convince everybody that humans are destroying the earth you're destroying the world you know mm-hmm. and so you get to eat bugs and all this stuff and drive mm-hmm. an electric car and blah 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 mm-hmm. i think there, there's going to be something where people really see oh wow the same people that are telling us that are the same people who are bankrolling geo you know solar geoengineering like spraying aluminum on all the trees and plants you know for for de- for decades now but ramping up and they're they're the ones that are kind of destroying everything and the reason i think that those two things are connected is the whole climate hoax is based on this shame driven belief that you are bad and yeah. that you are really guilty just for existing i yeah. mean much like the whole woke anti-racism you know thing taken to its extreme right yeah it's like you're bad you know, mm-hmm. right now white people are bad, but once we eliminate white people, guess what? Somebody else is going to have to be bad, right? Yeah. So um, it's this that's the parasitic mindset. And I feel like that's one of the things that people are really going to start seeing through in 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, is we are great. We are amazing. Not everybody. I mean, some people are total shitbags, right? They're just <laughs> totally possessed by, you know, parasites and the matrix and demons and whatever. And, 
they're, they really are living a very destructive, toxic lifestyle. But most people, I think, are intrinsically good. Mm-hmm. And we want to do what's best for everybody, you know, for everything, for the for the planet, et cetera. Yeah. So. Most people are gullible as fuck, too. Dude, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I stand accused, man. Right? It's like somebody tells you it's your fault because you got a disposable plastic fork that now the earth is dying. You killed your mother. <laughs> you just stuck a fork in your mother's heart. Yeah. A plastic. A plastic fork yeah. in your mother's heart. Yeah. And smothered her with that paper plate. <laughs> but you know, it's like if they keep repeating the message over and over and over again, like, I, wow, I went, I was doing some research on off-grid buildings and, and, you know, infrastructure and stuff like that. I ended up on a website or I was trying to I was trying to do the math on something. Somehow I ended up on this website where they were counting how many earths we need now based on the levels of consumption and it was it was just like I mean it was so chock full of fear porn and shame energy. I was just like looking at it like with this kind of macabre fascination of like, whoa, this is so wild. And it w- was in, the, it was dressed as this thing that was supposed to be helpful, right? But the energy of it was so negative and hateful. And I think this is something that, that, um, it's like, it's one of those ways that our attention is directed. It's like put energy into this spell, right? Because the parasites, they actually, because we're their energy source, they have to get us to do all of their shit for them. So it's, it's really important to notice, like, are you putting energy into the fact that the earth can't heal? Are you putting energy into the fact that, like, all resources are limited and we're all like creating a hellscape here, you know, cause it's like, well, who does that serve? You know, <laughs> who's benefiting from that? Um, and like you mentioned, what we're the, the things that people are being presented with that are pushed forward very uh, strongly are a way of directing our attention toward a certain solution Right. They're like, they're always presenting you with this problem that you should be very, very, very afraid of. Everyone be afraid. Oh, no, it's chaos. Be afraid of chaos. Be afraid of death. Be afraid of destruction. Be afraid of all the things we tell you to be afraid of. And then, oh, look, we've got the solution. Just, you know, buy this product that we're now pushing forward. Yeah. Or we have to get off of oil. Because oil is a, a limited finite resource that I remember writing in a blog post about this in 2012 or something. Because mm-hmm. I, I was Because we were at peak oil. We were at peak oil. We were going to be <laughs> at peak oil and like there was going to be no oil like in four years or something. Maybe yeah. so it might have been earlier. might have been 2008 or something. And, you know, that they came and went and I kept wondering like, how is there still oil? Yeah, exactly. You know, but I never looked it up, right? But yeah. Um, but you know, oil I believe is a renewable resource, and also, you know, the 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 big oil companies have done I think a lot of harm in the world. And yeah. There, we use a lot of dirty energy that that we could, 
you know, have better alternatives. But the alternatives are not giant wind turbines Mm -mm. or solar. Mm -mm. If you live in the desert, if you live somewhere where it's sunny all the time, yeah, great. Solar could work for you. But it's also super toxic. Yeah. It's super toxic. They can't, the wind turbines and the solar stuff, they can't recycle it. It's too poisonous. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and and the fact is, there's etheric energy technology to draw energy directly from the ether, right? Mm-hmm. That the same people that are selling you the electric cars and the wind turbines and the solar and the bugs are they know about? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah, people they're are the gonna, ones suppressing it. Yeah, and the only thing to me that keeps that narrative in place is mass toxic shame, where. Mm-hmm. Most people believe I am a total piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. I do, I just deserve. I don't probably don't even deserve to be here, but I should just accept whatever scraps I can get. Mm-hmm. And so I think with your thing, you know, that unveiling of our inner greatness, it, I'm excited about 2023, man. Yeah, I yeah. think this is going to be the year of secession. <laughs> yeah, secession from the collective insanity. Yep. Just. <laughs> Just say no. Yeah. Um, What I was seeing on that was that that is the mind of the parasite. We've been given these programs to create the mind of the parasite within our mind. Yeah. Yeah. And the parasite hates itself. Yeah. The parasite. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to do whatever. It's like the thing that's never going to be enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to eat whatever it can to survive. But it absolutely loathes itself, and it knows it's just a disgusting, wormy, centipede <laughs> ankle biter, you know. Ugh. It knows it. I mean, sometimes I feel sorry for it, and then I see all the harm it does, you know, in the world. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what the Toltecs say is that, you know, thousands of years ago, this inorganic entity came in through our crown chakras and infected everybody's mind. And so most of our thoughts, as we were listening to... Uh, was that Joel, Joel Schaefer? Schaefer? Yeah. We should put a link He's to that. He's awesome. Up. Put a link to that podcast up in the show notes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, man. I like what you're saying about sympathy for the devil. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. Man, it's amazing how much compassion we have. I mean, think about it. It's like, we're like... But Yaldabaoth isn't so bad. I mean, I totally see where he's coming from. You know, he's like a misshapen, aborted His mom deity. didn't want him. <laughs> <laughs> he's retarded. <laughs> I, I understand why he's angry. I mean, I'd be angry too. <laughs> Pisces, <laughs> I understand why hashtag he... <laughs> Pisces problems. Man, we're going to get into some Pisces problems on this forecast, I have a feeling. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Oh boy, here we go. Well, should we get into it? Do we need to take another break? Nah, we're at 23 minutes. We got plenty of time to ramble. All right, let's ramble. Let's rock it out. Rambling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ramble on. Okay, you want me to go first? Uh, Yeah, please. Okay, so I'm going to jump in with some big um, themes of 2023 astrologically. Okay. Then we'll take a little break. Then right. you'll do your psychic weather. I'm being like James Brown here. <laughs> <laughs> do the psychic weather report. Hit it. <laughs> um, and then I'll look at some stuff in the specific to January if we don't cover it okay. right now. And then we'll get out of here. And All right. <laughs> where are we going to go? Fuck out of here. Where are we going to go when we get out of here? 
I don't. Oh, dang, bro. I really do have to go to the store. And I'll just leave that up to the listener's imagination. What store do you think I might be needing to go to after <laughs> I bet this? you're going to go to the healthy pet food store. I'm going to go to the healthy pet food store there for sure. Go. Let's just leave it there because <laughs> we don't want to lose our bet by, uh, you know. <laughs> overcooking it right right in the, on the first day of the year. All right. Okay, so 2023. We start 2023 with Mercury rec- retrograde. Rec- <laughs> Mercury is wrecking it in Capricorn, going backwards. Uh, Mercury stations direct on January 18th, still in Capricorn. We start 2023 with Venus in Capricorn, but Venus ain't staying there long, y'all. No mm-hmm. way. In fact, January 1st, though, we start out with Venus-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. So wow. that seems kind of symbolic. Yeah. Got some deep love coming up mm. from Deep Space Nine. Deep money. Deep money, Capricorn. Could be deep yeah. money. Yeah. Deep uh, career moves. Yeah. Getting everybody oh, no. in a contract, man. <laughs> <laughs> um Mars is retrograde as we start 2023, but Mars goes direct on January 12th. So second week of the month or so, we've got both Mars and Mercury um, straightening out, flying right. Uh, Jupiter, we start 2023 with Jupiter and Aries. Jupiter will be in the sign of the Ram until May 16th when it moves into Taurus and will be in Taurus for the rest of the year. So I want to come back to Jupiter and Mm. Aries. Saturn's still in Aquarius. Saturn moves into Pisces on March 7th. I think, you know, we were talking earlier, and I'm like, who really wants Saturn in Pisces? <laughs> Hard to think of anybody who thinks that's a good idea, but it's got to be better than Saturn in Aquarius. I'm, I'm banking on that, man. The groupthink, you know, communism thing, total mind control, and... and zombie. Saturn in Aquarius is like the zombie apocalypse placement i'm kind of con- convinced now not not natally by the way what's uh what's saturn in pisces then deep fuckery <laughs> <laughs> i don't know no saturn in pisces is you know i mean i think positively it's taking responsibility for our multi-dimensional selves for our souls you know and becoming aware of who we are as emotional, immortal feeling beings in mm-hmm. the world, you know, hopefully getting off drugs, getting off the, you know, all the Pisces negative kind of stuff, right? Getting out of delusion. So it can really straighten out some of that Pisces tendency toward escapism. Negatively, it's like, you know, with Saturn and Aquarius, the, the, the communist fascist elements in society are, you know, big tech being one of the main players in this, right. Are out front about it. We're, they're like, we're going to control you. You're going to go along with us. You're going to be our foot soldiers and enforce the, whatever we tell you to enforce on your peers. You're going to tattle on your neighbors. You're going to turn in, you know, anybody who's, I mean, they're, they're actually like, yeah, you probably saw this, but there was some woman who got arrested for praying in her head on the street in Great Britain. And there's a video and, and the cops like, are you praying? And she's like, well, I might have been praying in my head, but I wasn't saying anything. And they arrested her. I don't know why, you know, why you're not allowed to pray in your head. But 
you know, that's the kind of level of, and, and it's like, there are all of these, you know, big government grants that went through in the giant, you know, spending bill that just passed for um, using technology, training AI to thought police everybody and make mm. sure that we're all, we're not even thinking, you know, what we're not supposed to think. Mm. To me, that's Saturn and Aquarius. Saturn and Pisces, that stuff's going to have to go underground and become, you know, more of a, I mean, Saturn and Pisces was the mid sixties, you know, and it's like, if you think of the sixties, just like, wow, there's revolution everywhere. You know, there's like, um, summer of love, like, you know, people of freedom, um, going back to the land, the hippies, you know, big concerts and everybody's like experimenting and trying to be real or whatever. And then I think all that, what, what Saturn and Pisces, Saturn being the authority systems, right? It's going to try to subvert that through entertainment, through media, through imagery, through music, through, you know, just kind of less obvious ways than Saturn and Aquarius. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think that one of the things is Saturn's so powerful in Aquarius because he rules that sign. And so moving yeah. Saturn into Jupiter's sign, I feel like, is going to, you know, just kind of like chill out that vibe, chill mm. out the totalitarian vibe a little bit. Yeah. You know what? I feel like there's a thing on that, though, where we could be Saturn and Aquarius, right? Like, we can either be subject to it, or we can be like, this is kind of going back to the greatness of us. We could be like, well, wait a minute, what's stopping me from being the energy of Saturn if I want to like, yeah. you know, so what if we just took total responsibility for our individual field, right? Cause Aquarius is kind of that interesting place of extreme individuality, but also extreme <laughs> need to be part of a group. So what if by taking full responsibility for our individual fields of energy, we actually created the kinds of groups and societies that we want to be a part of because we don't want to be a part of this shit show yeah i mean do we no but we don't want to be a part of the inevitable reaction to it either you know which is some christian or fundamentalist type morality enforced right or whatever it is i mean they're gonna just keep moving the chess pieces on the board right yeah it so if we're like looking at whatever is happening in the collective and saying, oh my God, oh my God. I'm not saying ignore it. You know, I think it's good to kind of keep it in the periphery so that, you know, it doesn't sideswipe you (laughs) someday, you know? So it's like, you're like, okay, interesting what these people are choosing to put their time and energy and attention into over there. Also, do I want to create that? Yeah. Yeah, and and I actually feel like that has been happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's I so that thank you for that observation because I feel like here's what Saturn and Pisces is going to invite us to do. Is we have seen all kinds of alternative media proliferate despite the censorship, you know, as a as a as a reaction to the censorship and to the deplatforming and all that stuff, right? The bullying, the the all the negative social stuff of Saturn and Aquarius, the group think. And yet we're all still to some extent, I would say, or most people are still in that collective field 
where it's a reaction to, you know, so yeah, I just started a new online blog, right? And so I'm not on Facebook or YouTube anymore. And, you know, so they can't censor me. And I'm writing about how Trump was wronged in, you know, 2020 and how blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm writing against wokeism or whatever. So I feel like where Saturn and Pisces is going to invite us to go is, okay, that's great. And also what's in my soul? What do I really want to create? You know, as as not just a reaction to the the collective. Yeah, man. That reminds me about what um, Joel Schaefer was saying in the um, second interview that he did with Jason of Archaics. And he was talking about um, how these... um, Toltec initiates um, are are tested, like they go through really intense, uh, you know, rituals or whatever, you know, journeys or whatever uh, vision quest kind of things that they go through to have these extreme experiences of um, learning how to not react, how to not be in emotional reaction. Like they're really seeking this neutrality. Because as you, I mean, we've seen this, you and I have seen this, as we progress through our lessons, the challengers that come <laughs> to meet us in in the ring <laughs> of like, you know, our, our next, uh, you know, green belt test, blue belt test, you know, we're like getting tested every time. And the challengers that come to test us get more and more... Um, intense right so that's what uh, joel was saying that these people are training to be these really powerful shamans that can encounter these really intense entities and very intense psychic attack without buying into it without reacting to it because as soon as you go into the energy of reaction you know, whether it's disgust or fear or whatever, right? (laughs) Outrage. Outrage, exactly. Then, boom, they're hooked into you and they're feeding off of your energy. And now you just made your opponent that much stronger, right? So it's like they're, um, and I'm totally just paraphrasing and and riffing on this, and (laughs) this is not exactly what he said, obviously, but but, um, that, non that um attainment of non-reactivity i think is a very powerful thing to keep on our radar as like a possible goal or something that we might be interested in mastering yep and that's where i see this as as being the year of secession you know is that i think that i think we may see action of um states seceding from the union i don't think it'll it'll manifest completely this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a movement toward that of states or regions just saying, Hey, we don't want any part of this, you know, um, on a, on an individual level though, I feel like the astrology is so supportive of, you know, especially with Jupiter and Aries in the, in the first five months of the year, um, you know, Jupiter and Aries behold, I make all things new, you know, and it's the exaltation of the individual passion and the exaltation of the self and of experiences that teach us what it means to be a self. Who am I really? Right. Yeah. So I feel like, um, 2023, the, the, and, and you know, we could talk about the, we may run out of time today to talk about the eclipses, but I see this picture in the eclipses as well, 
for this year, um, that there is this real concerted, sustained energy of what is going to what is going to be supported energetically in the realm that we inhabit is choices that are made based on who I am, what has meaning for me, what I love and what I want to do with my time and energy while I'm here and not the, not being part of the collective. So I feel like so many of our listeners have been on a similar journey that we've been on, you know, over the last three years, just to pick that time period of being repeatedly disillusioned, Yeah, you know, and kind of going through periods of like, wow, what am I going to do? What can I do? You know, yeah. how do I deal with this? And so I feel like 2023, there, there seems like a big breath of fresh air coming in saying, Hey, you can do the thing that you always wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Wow. And that really matches up with a lot of the things I was seeing in the energy too. Well, let's take a little break and then I'd love to hear about that. Right on. You know, I just re- realized that uh, we didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning of the podcast. So, Wow. This is Kairos. I'm Phoenix and we're breaking all the rules. Breaking all the rules in 2020. Jupiter and Aries, baby. <laughs> we wanted to tell you about the Cosmic Fire YouTube channel which has risen from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. It came out of the dead zone. It did. And it's got a whole lot of... Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Do we have to talk about what we did for Christmas? Oh, Oh, man. Die Hard with a Vengeance. We didn't watch Die Hard with a Vengeance for Christmas. We watched the real Christmas version. The Christmas of movie. The, Die the best Hard Christmas series. movie of all time. <laughs> Die Hard. That was crazy. It was. But um, before we did that, Phoenix resurrected the Cosmic Fire YouTube channel. And so that's at youtube.com at for or slash at cosmic underscore fire, I want to yeah. say. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. We've got um, the Orc Field Super Psychedelic Fields of Lavender video up there. We've got a Pillar of Light Meditation the, in its entirety for free. We've got True Love and Care, which is something a lot of people have really been digging and I think is a beautiful, beautiful um, guided heart healing meditation. Yeah. That's on there for free and there's more stuff coming. So check it out. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Tell your friends. We really appreciate all of you who are sharing the word about the podcast and our YouTube stuff. Yeah. And we really do appreciate your support too. For those of you who go to our shop and buy some of these meditations or are members of the download of the month club, we really appreciate that. And our goal now is to get more resources out there for folks for free. So we really appreciate that support because it helps us get it out to more people. So thank you very much. Yeah. And now back to your regularly scheduled January 2023 forecast. All right. Hey, I'm back. I just popped into this reality <laughs> through some, I don't know, I was riding on some uh, wind vortex and just popped right back in here. And uh, my name is Phoenix. And oh, well, that's not my real name, but 
I'm here with the Psychic Weather Report uh, here on the Cosmic Fire Podcast. Sorry, I'm just kind of orienting to to where I am in, in time space. Uh, can you help me out here, buddy? Sorry, I didn't leave your notes for you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm looking at this clipboard, and, and this isn't making a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> but, hey, I'll just wing it and see what happens. Can you read it? Can you read the writing? I can. Yeah, okay, just read it, and then... You're gonna stuff's gonna appear in your mind and just riff on it. All right. Okay. You or got this. I got it. <laughs> All right. So what I was seeing for our psychic weather report for January and maybe beyond that, um, the centers that were really lighting up when I was looking at what's coming up for us this month was the base chakra, which uh, some people think of as the root. I actually think of the root as and the base as being two separate uh, centers. So that is sometimes confusing for people. But, you know, I came up in the pranic healing school. So <laughs> enough said. Uh, <laughs> but I'm seeing um, base chakra. So having to do with the physical body, base level um, consciousness, survival, ancestors, also having a lot to do with um, the material world, money, um, security, things like that, you know, sex, all these things that we think of um, in terms of like lower chakra energies. So base chakra lighting up today, also solar plexus and heart. So these are both emotional centers and one is more of, well, it's called the lower and the higher emotional centers, not as like a value judgment, but just like literally the uh, vibration of the energies. So low vibe isn't necessarily a negative thing, right? It's like we need that full spectrum of possibilities available to us if we're really going to be creating in the richness of what we could create. It's the base. It's the base. Come on now. You know you love some base. I love I love some base. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, we got our base notes, we got our heart notes, we got our head notes, you know. So, we need all of these to create the perfume of our lives, right? So, uh solar plexus and heart really showing up strongly today. And so when I tuned into what these three centers were communicating, uh, this is what came through. So take it with as much of a grain of salt, grain of salt, <laughs> grain of salt. No, <laughs> grain of as big of a grain of salt as you'd like. Were you going to say something about that? I tell you, son, the advice I'm about to give you is worth exactly what you paid me for it. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good disclaimer. We'll just put that at the beginning of all of our readings. All right, so number one, big, big collective fear energies swirling around. And this is like what's triggering that base chakra energy. So you want to look at where any of this stuff is getting triggered around material aspects of existence, right? So when you look at a lot of what's being reported in the news and even alternative media, there's a very, very base level materialistic um, energy to it. And that's okay. We need the material um, 
zone to be able to express this embodied experience, right? That's very important. It's important for us to be embodies and to experience all that that has to offer us. However, the energy of this collective fear is like a toxic fear. So healthy fear would be like your body saying, uh, get the fuck out of here. It's not safe. And you suddenly become afraid because you're in an unsafe situation and you haul ass out of there. That's healthy fear. <laughs> toxic fear is what the parasite uses to get us to put energy into what they, it <laughs> wants us to put energy into. So with this, um, I recommend that anytime you start to kind of um, get stuck in um, a, a feeling that doesn't feel good, you know, your feelings are probably going to be the thing that help you tune into this just because the emotional centers came up today. Um, but you want to look at whose feeling is this? You know, whose fear is this? Uh, return to sender. So this is something that we say all the time. And because the base is up, I would, I would say pay attention to the physical symptoms as well. If you feel fatigued, if you feel burnt out, if you feel um, like you're getting sick, if you feel like you have a headache, if you feel any kind of physical symptom, um, send that shit back too, right? Who does that belong to? Because we have the capacity to feel other people's physical symptoms and physical pain and suffering in our bodies. And that's, one, that's amazing. That's a superpower. But if you don't know that's your superpower, then <laughs> you're going to be trying to heal shit that's not even yours. And that's impossible. So good luck with that. Or you could just send it back. You know, maybe some of it is yours and you can deal with that. So the um, next step on that is that the inner work has to happen if that's needed. So if you return to sender and there's a piece left where you're like, wow, you know, what's, um, what this is hooking into is like some old trauma. Well then, yes, you have to, um, do that inner world process and reclaim your energy. Um, bring that charge off of it, bring the trauma charge off of it. We have lots of, um, techniques for doing that. So if you don't know how to do that, <laughs> reach out or go to, um, we've got emotional rescue in the shop, which is a great process. Yeah. Um, Check out the Cosmic Fire or Lightworker Training YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a video on there called Go Within or Go Without where I talk about this process. So, yeah, the inner work is is needed sometimes, right? We got to do that. Um, and the biggest thing I have to say about all the collective fear or whatever bullshit is going on in the collective, you know, like we keep hearing all these stories of how crazy shit's getting well, guess what? It's about to get a lot crazier. I mean, it's going to get crazier until people recognize who the fuck they really are, right? So if you don't want to create that, then don't match those pictures. You know, don't put your energy into that. I'm not saying pretend like it's not happening because it is happening, but what do you want to create? So this is something we've been talking about for this podcast already. So I don't think I really need to go into it. Yeah. It sounds like stop taking responsibility for other people's stuff. Oh yeah. 
is that a Saturn in Aquarius thing, maybe? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is really key. Um, so these are some, that is a hook in right there, right? Taking responsibility for some shit that's not even yours because you never stop to ask, who, who, whose is this, you know? All right, I know we're on a schedule, but can I just jump in here and yeah. say you've been seeing this a lot recently and yeah. you've helped me see it in myself. And the idea that, you know, the physical symptoms like, you know, our skin, you just feeling old and like gain, you know, weight gain that doesn't match our diet or exercise. I mean, all kinds of physical stuff, seeing how much of that stuff is bleed through from the collective. Yeah. You know, that we've all been taught to ignore, right? We've been taught yeah. to look away that what you're saying earlier about what are you covering your eyes and not seeing? I think yep. this is a huge one. It is. And I think what Kairos is trying to say is, y'all, I look hazard, uh, haggard as fuck right about now. And hazard. <laughs> it's a hazard how haggard I, I look. No, it, but it's it was like, a slow day in Hazard County. But we've seen this over the last couple of years, right? Like people aging so much over the last couple of years. Oh, and yeah. honestly, I think this is where we got hooked in. You know, that's not our shit, you know, and we don't want to get dragged down into that. So it's really important, I think, to recognize it um, because, you know, if you think about what I was talking about before of like kind of the um, the dojo kind of way of looking at life, like spiritual kung fu, right? It's like the opponents come when you're in that martial artist mind frame, you're stoked, you are so stoked to be having the opportunity to be training. And I think that's who we really are as souls, you know, and this thing of like, oh, no, it's going to be bad. And are we there yet? You know, that's not us. But that's the shit that's going to start to um, hook into our old trauma or where we're where we want to match the other people's pictures and and drag us in and that's not gonna it's not gonna help us be stronger yeah i'm I'm gonna do my um i'm gonna just jump in and be the boss here yeah because i paid the cost <laughs> and just do my january astrology forecast because i know we gotta we gotta stay focused on uh time here okay but i feel like what if you get anything out of this podcast that what you just brought out there is so powerful realizing you know and it's not just the collective in quotes it's the people close to us that we care about yeah that are really bought into sickness and symptoms and climate change and you know censorship whatever yeah. left right doesn't matter all the <laughs> all the fear porn all the psyops right yeah and we're compassionate and you were talking about this you know before the podcast about this this you know, impulse that empaths have to bring ourselves down to the level of those we care about. Yeah. Because we know they, they, they're not capable at the moment of rising up to our level. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just taking on these symptoms and taking, you know, yeah. Oh, everybody exactly. else is getting haggard. You know, I, I got to get haggard too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my astrology portion of this is with mercury retrograde, uh, until the 18th, did I say? Something like that. 
Yeah. And with Mars retrograde until the twelfth, you know, there's we're kind of starting in a backwards moving energy in a very like it's kind of a backwater like a an eddy in, in a creek, you know, where we're kind of just not really moving. This is just such a you know you could use the first three weeks of January just to like really get clear on that and develop some protocols for staying aware of it and for clearing it. It's gonna radically change the rest of the year for you. Dude, that's very Janus, the two-faced god, the Whoa, the ruler yeah. of January, you know, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right? Looking forward, looking back. Yeah. Yeah. I have a pet theory that Janus might be Jupiter and Saturn combined. I'm not sure. What happens if you take that silent J <laughs> off of Janus? Anus. Anus. Janus. <laughs> I know, I was thinking about that. You I was were. like, that's no accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Looking one way, looking the other way. Hmm? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What about those guys who go both ways, the ACDCs? <laughs> um, did you have other astrology things? All right. So... I just wanted to, you know, reiterate some of the places where we can get hooked into the collective energy. So exactly what you were saying, that compassion that can bring us into um, a desire to harmonize. So we don't want to blast people with our frequency if it's way out of their range, right? And, And like you said, we know that they can't in that moment rise up or that's our belief or assumption and maybe it's correct but maybe it's not you know so that's something i think we need to pay attention to because maybe if we stayed in that high vibe place and we affirmed a thousand percent that they had the capacity as infinite beings to rise up to meet us then maybe we would create something different I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. At least there'd be a lot less people around taking up space, like NPCs, you know, just take the phasers off stun and just be blasting just all blast the time. blast up on some NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but so I think, you know, and this is something that that um, pod that I was listening to with James True recently um, tuned me into, which I, I really appreciate James True's um, take on things because he almost always says something that I don't expect him to say, but he was talking about this very phenomenon and, um, and the way that he talked about it coming from our compassion for others, like us dropping our frequency to match others out of a place of compassion, um, was very sweet to me and allowed me to have, um, compassion for myself for the times when I've done that. Um, But let's be aware of where we are trying to harmonize a situation in maybe not the most empowered place or, you know, because it really is cursing another person to affirm that they don't have what it takes to be able to handle your energy. So um, another big hook in is wherever we go to Um, And this goes along with that judging others as needing to be fixed, you know, judging others as less than 
right? Putting that curse on others that you're not the greatness of you. So I have to drop my vibe or I have to fix you. I have to take on your pain or whatever that is. That's a huge hook in. And these are all lies, you know? (laughs) And that's why the parasite um, can hook in is because this is not a true energy for us. And then um, the other thing is the confusion about responsibility, which is something that came up earlier in the pod, which was, you know, are we clear on what our responsibility is to ourselves and, and to the realm and to all of creation and to each other? Like, let's get clear on that because there's a lot of bullshit lies about that. And it gets very confusing for people. So those are the hook-ins that I'm seeing coming up. And if you think about it, there's a lot of, of, a, of a picture here of like wanting to belong to these relationships and groups and people and wanting to have this, this love reflected out and back, you know, but, but then there's like a survival picture on it. That if we remove that survival picture by recognizing that we're infinite beings, then it'll start to, you know, take the heaviness off of it, take the dysfunction off of it. So really, the key to all of this is knowing who the fuck you really are. The personal mastery work, understanding energy and consciousness, like, it's not optional anymore, (laughs) unless you want to stay in suffering and create more of like the chaos that we're seeing. Um, ramp up. It's really key to to get super hardcore on that shit and start reclaiming our power. Yeah, and you also you don't have to judge someone as less than by discerning whether they're able to meet your vibe or not. You know, just to be clear on that for people. Yeah. And me dropping my vibe to make somebody else feel better about not doing not contributing in a meaningful way is not helping them. Mm -mm. I mean, I think that's just something that it's so easy to get hoodwinked on if you're an empath, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it could be a real thing that they're on a totally different level or they're asleep or however you want to say it. That that's a discernment, right? That's not a judgment, but the judgment piece comes in when there's an assumption that, for whatever reason, they can't figure it out or they don't have what it takes. And maybe, you know, they need to suffer more. Maybe they need to get blasted with your light. Maybe they need to get blasted with something else to get that little uh, wake-up call from God that's like, hey, hello, (laughs) you know, shake them out of their stupor. So, uh, you know, the judgment that they're suffering is wrong is a hook-in, right? Yeah. 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 And also that fear of not belonging. Yeah. If we do shine our light, if we do be ourselves, that's real. I mean, it's real in a matrix sense, right? We've all been inculcated with it. But this is where I'm seeing the year of secession energy is when you secede from relationships that don't serve you, that don't serve the other person because you're not being you. Mm-hmm. That's when you find your real group. That's when you find your real peeps. Yep. Yeah, for reals. So there's um there's something that comes up around all this where where people start to go into like 
oh, I wasted these years or I wasted this time or I wasted this energy. And I'm here to tell you folks, ain't nothing wasted in all of creation because everything is here for us. So we can, uh, you know, reclaim. If you invested in something, you don't like what you put your energy into, divest, pull that energy in. Um, the, the soul retrieval work is really powerful. Revoking contracts, um, revoking consent, very important to clean up this energy. You know, there's a lot of people getting upset about all of these things happening in the world. Let's start taking back our energy and working it in the invisible realms. I mean, eventually we're going to have to do it in all of the, um, you know, the material realm as well. But at least start pulling your energy back and say, I don't know. I don't agree with that, especially with the big collective stuff going around. And I just encourage everyone to recharge emotionally and, and do things that are emotionally satisfying because that's going to be recharging. There's a lot of stuff around the emotional satisfaction, the will, and the physical body. So maybe, you know, maybe it is doing martial arts. Maybe it is um, dancing or, or doing challenging yoga or whatever, you know, whatever challenges you in a creative and healthy way instead of challenging yourself in like shadow ways. I mean, you could do the shadow path. It really doesn't matter. Like if you want to learn through extreme pain, that's that could get you there even faster. So I'm not going to judge that, but I'm just encouraging anybody who is um, interested in reclaiming to like just start thinking about filling yourself up with energy because we're kind of like you were saying in this eddy right now. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot for you to take in and listen to and, and pull back in and fill yourself up you know, and really, really know in your heart that everything is here for you. And then, you know, when things start feeling like there's a forward momentum again, you're going to be like, boom, coming out of this January uh, with uh, lots of energy. That's all I got. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty neat. I mean, honestly, if you really see everything in the world that's happening as happening for your benefit, to wake you the fuck up, to to make you stronger, to and and to accelerate the awakening of humanity, that's going to completely shift. Where it's going to go from being an energy drain to you just getting so energized. Yeah. One of the things I've been seeing um, lately is, as I've been tuning into the energy of this coming year, is that I feel like this is going to be a year where there are huge growth and, um, you know, whatever you want to put that, terms you want to put that in, but huge growth opportunities, not in the sense of like more suffering so you can grow, but opportunities <laughs> to like really be ourselves in the world, manifest way more of the life that we want. For those of us who have kept the faith and stayed aligned, done our best to keep coming back to our true selves, and I really see that in the energy signature this year, and it's something I couldn't say 
in any of the last three or four years mm. or maybe even more. So I, f- I feel like that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> uh, um, we will see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Be back with the James Brown edition or something similar. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, just thanks for being a part of uh, part of our dream. Don't forget to smash that like button. Share this with your friends. And um, we love you. Love you. Love you.